from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So we've been hitting what's been going on with the FBI raid pretty hard on the show, but I don't know about you guys, I'm exhausted by politics. The world feels heavy. There's so much going on. It's just, it's really depressing, to be honest. So we're going to switch it up a little bit today. We'll, we'll, we'll still get into the important stuff. We'll still get into some of the political things going on in the country. But I also just want to talk to a friend who you guys know at home, who's been a friend of mine, who I've gotten to know through my work at Fox, the actor Dean Kane. He's an awesome guy, a really, really nice guy, smart guy. So we're going to talk to him about his life. He's an incredibly successful actor. He's been in you know billion movies, a ton of TV shows. He's best known for his work as Superman, but he's done so much more than that. And he also has a really interesting life. He played football before. He had a brief stint in the NFL. So we're going to talk about that. He also went to high school with Charlie Sheen and Rob Lowe. So we're going to talk about his life and you know get into some of the political stuff as well. But you know just have a little laugh. Talk to a friend, and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my friend Dean Kane. So, first of all, uh, Dean Kane, it's nice to have you on the show, my friend. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. Well, I, I, uh, you're you're in Florida, and I'm in California, and both of us are avoiding New York, so. Uh, <laughs> I don't see you much out uh, out in New York these days because I'm not there very often. And uh, I, I actually spend more time in Florida, so I probably could have run into you there. Jeez. 
Yeah, let me know next time you're down. I just spent six days in New York and it, it honestly feels like they just let out an insane asylum. You have like all of these crazy people walking around. It, it's 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 insane. I, I, I have no desire to be there right now. And I have a lot of friends who are there, but I just holy smokes it just it, it's it's insanity what's california like right now you know california it, it's it's such a huge state so i'm in I, I live in malibu malibu's great there's been a couple of uh um sort of like a you know uh flash mob kind of robberies that have taken place apparently i heard this i didn't i didn't know anything about it but I heard this from my sister and some other folks here. So there's been a couple of instances like that that have taken place. Um, but you hear about it all the time in, in Los Angeles itself, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sworn sheriff's deputy and, and a reserve police officer. And I, I can't for the life of me understand how these things are allowed to happen, uh, continually happening and, and not being prosecuted by, by, you know, people like George Gascon here in, in, in Los Angeles. It's just insane. Well, and you were sworn in as a reserve officer, as you just mentioned, uh, in 2018. What what spurred that decision to, to do that? Well, there'd been this huge sort of, first of all, I, I have great respect for the military and law enforcement and first responders, always have. Um, my grandfather was a, was in the, a commander of the Navy. My uncle was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. He flew F-15s. Um, and, and then I just had a lot of great friends who are you know, Navy SEALs and, and Special Forces guys. And I I just have such respect for them. Um, and then the sort of the rhetoric had gone into this weird place of being anti-police. And, uh, you, you know, occasionally there's a bad apple here or there and they should be removed from the force. I, I, I'm with that. And we all know some police officers, you're like, yeah, that guy shouldn't be or that girl shouldn't have a badge and a gun. Um, but but for, by and large, they're fantastic people. And the way they're being vilified I figured, you know what? Uh, instead of just talking about my support for them, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up, and I'm gonna put on the badge and and the gun and 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 stand there with my you know brothers and sisters in blue. And, and I've been doing it for six years now. What's that been like? You know what? It's been great fun. Um, it's been wonderful to 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 see what kind of people you know who are police officers, and they're all people. I mean, to a person that I know within my two departments, they're fantastic people um and your your everyday fantastic folks who who are who are trained uh to be in these horrible situations and have to react a couple of my uh, good friends and fellow officers up in idaho got shot you know last year um um and they they both survived and and uh they're, they're doing great but one of them was you know worked with me on the on the on the range and was our range officer and um he was a great shot too it's a good thing probably saved his life um but uh you know he got shot in the face and he doesn't even look any worse for it, though. He's he's still handsome, so <laughs> but he's fully recovered. But I mean, those are the kind of people that are just your friends and they're regular everyday folks who are put in these situations where they have to react right now, or or they die, or they die, or someone else dies. So it's they're just they're just great people. Well, that's the thing. I, mean, I think everyone you know everyone watches these videos and stuff unfold, and and they're like, oh, why didn't they just do? But like when you're in that situation, I mean. You, you, maybe you've been in this situation, but I've not. And you know, this sort of like split second decision: how do you save your life? How do you save? You know, I mean, like you don't have that kind of time to be sort of thinking through these scenarios. It's like you've just got to, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. You go right to your training, and your training is always uh, shoot center mass and shoot to stop the threat. Um, it's not shoot to kill; it's shoot to stop the threat. When they stop the threat, they're not shooting anymore. Um, but you know, you you have to react. In a, in a split second. I mean, even President Biden was like, shoot him in the leg. 
you know how difficult you know also there's a thing called the femoral artery if you shoot that they're going to die anyway um you, know, you, you shoot somebody it hits a bone it's going to break the bone i mean there's awful things that happen with gunshots and and it's awful but you know we're we're taught and trained to shoot center mass to stop the threat that's how it works because it's it's hard anybody who doesn't shoot you try and hit a moving target you know it's very difficult to do most i think most uh, gunfights are like within like four feet and everything's and like 85 percent of the shots are misses you know so some kind of crazy statistic like that because you know everybody's trying to get out of the way and it's hard to hit a moving target and if people don't believe me get out on the range and and take a shot <laughs> Take a few shots and see see what you do. Well, and also, you know, Joe Biden's never shot a gun because I I well, I'm like new to this, right? So I'm I'm getting a gun for the first time. I've been I've taken my concealed carry class. I have there been, you go. I've been training with an instructor because I feel like it's a big responsibility, you know. And I I want to know what I'm doing before I bring a gun home and have it in my home and and have that kind of responsibility. So like that's like the first thing. One of the first things you're taught is you you shoot center mass. And so it's very clear, like clearly he's never had held a gun, right? Like he has no idea what he's talking yeah. about. Like I know, I know this and I'm not even trained like you, you know, like I've, I've taken a handful of classes at, at best, you know? Right. But I mean, like he says things so inane, like, you know, he told, I told Jill, you know, just you hear something going on in the backyard, go out there with a double barreled shotgun and fire off a couple rounds and. You know, I'm like, literally, that's illegal. A, <laughs> B. Yeah, now yeah you're you don't bullets. do that. <laughs> you're, you're out of. You have no more shells in your double barrel shotgun. You got to reload. And what are you shooting at? You know, you you have to see your target before you shoot. And also, what's beyond your target? I mean, there's so many things. I was like, what? You can't. There's that hysterical, um, that little that music that that video where uh, Darren Chris sings the, you know, buy a shotgun. It's a, it's a hysterical. And people haven't seen it. Look it up. It is so funny. But it, it's clear that he has no business. Um, he doesn't understand guns or gun laws or anything, so he really has no business talking about them. It drives me bananas. But is that kind of the problem with all these guys? It's, you've got all these politicians who are writing policies, who are you know, coming up with legislation that either they're completely unfamiliar with you know, or, or that just doesn't impact them in any way whatsoever. A hundred percent. And that's what makes me crazy when I see people talking about you see Thomas Massey, you know, in there talk, talking, laughing at one of some of these things people are talking about, you know, um, uh, about, you know, a bump stock or whatever. Bump stock, by the way, anybody who knows anything, a bump stock is the most ridiculous. It's just stupid. Somehow that became political. A bump stock, anybody who's using a, a bump stock can't hit, hit, can't hit anything, first of all, because you don't want to shoot automatically. You know, uh, you don't want to go fully auto any, anyways, but I, I don't even want to get into the spe specifics of that, but it's clear they don't know what they're talking about, and it's 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 ridiculous. You know, go full semi-auto. Well, the full semi-auto doesn't exist. You're, oh, every gun is semi-automatic, um, but the, it's clear that they don't know what they're talking about when they're doing the, talking about these things and making policy and law, and that that is, it's insanity. It's It should never be happening. Well, I think that's probably why everything's, you know, such a mess among, you know, a list of other things. Quick break, more with Dean Kane. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Uh, and, and before, you know, knowing that I was going to interview you today and then also this like ran into my head the other day about the, uh, New Year's Eve special. Oh yeah. We did. Uh, how much fun was that? I had the best time. I had an absolute blast. It was, uh, it was dang cold, but, uh, it was, it was so cold. <laughs> I think it was the coldest on record, uh, for New Year's Eve in, in, in Central Park. And we were not far from there. So yeah, that was, a, I had a blast though. That was, that was great fun. And uh, uh, heck, I'd do that again. We and we were troopers too. We didn't complain. We kept it fun. I remember I texted my parents. I think Ed Henry complained a little. I think he, <laughs> he was, did, you know, he, he was he was crying a little bit. He was. <laughs> we, we 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 were cool. We didn't. Compl- I I texted my parents afterwards, and I think I could not hit the right buttons on my phone. I think my fingers. I'm not even kidding you. Like it was like I was communicating. Like I was trying to like hit the right buttons, and my fingers were just so cold. I could not. It was like it was like I didn't I had no control over them. It was the most bizarre thing. That's how my tongue was starting to get. Uh, I was starting to freeze, and so my lips were starting to freeze, and I was start starting to mispronounce words, just the same as my same as the texting. I was a little bit. Huh. It was it was freaking cold, and I couldn't believe how many people were out there still in that weather. Incredible. You know, I was thinking. I told a friend this. The other day, I don't know why this like had popped in my. But remember when we interviewed the naked cowboy? Yes. <laughs> So I had asked him, I was like, oh, like, what does your mom think of this? And he was like, she's dead. And I was like, oh, God. I, like, I just ru- I <laughs> Oh, just- sorry about that. Uh- <laughs> yeah, like New Year's Eve supposed to be fun. And I was like, I just killed like the vibe. I was like, well, oh, you my can't, God. Uh, you can't. There's no way you can know that. There's no way. And it's a fair question. 
because I would have wondered. And you can't the console him. And I can't console him because the dude's naked. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to give this guy a hug. So I was just like, I don't, I just made this so awkward. And it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry. That's the fun of live TV. That is the fun <laughs> of live TV. That's hysterical. <laughs> I know. I was like, this, I don't know why this just popped in my head the other day. I was talking to a friend about something and it just like, I kind of giggled myself because I, I like, you know, just popped in my head and I was like, I felt so bad. I didn't know what to do. I'm not going to lie. I often think about uh, the naked cowboy myself. <laughs> yes. So. That is what <laughs> Wait, that, that's, that's, that's wrong. It's totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. So I was thinking about him. So the one who got away, you know, but, uh, <laughs> You know, so I, I was looking at, uh, you know, because obviously I know you, but I didn't know. So I knew you played football at Princeton, but I didn't realize that you were briefly in the NFL uh, for the Buffalo Bills, but then you hurt your knee. Did you ever, like, what do you think, do you think you would have gotten into acting if the NFL thing had worked out? Yeah, I think I would have eventually got into acting, but it would have been, you know, after after football was over. I, I think that for sure would have happened, only because I grew up in it. I grew up around it. I grew up. You know, my dad's a director. I grew up with Rob Lowe, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Holly Robinson, all these sorts of people who Sean Penn, Chris Penn, all these guys who became actors, guys and girls who, who got into that uh, world because our parents were involved in that industry. And um, I also just noticed what my friends were doing. Like uh, at Princeton, they'd, they'd go and work on Wall Street for internships in the summertime. And uh, I would go on my dad's sets. And I was like, I got to be honest, these sets are a hell of a lot more fun than than. 80 hours in a, in a suit in New York city in the, uh, in the dead of summer, no way. So, um, uh, I said, you know, this, that's, I like the idea of having project by project, you know, life. That's, that's how I, I preferred doing my like independent work at Princeton. I, I liked writing my big papers and doing things like that more than going to class every day. So it really was more in the, the world that I wanted to be, um, the creative world as well. So I, I knew by the time I was a junior, that uh, there's no way I was going to be an investment banker on Wall Street and I was going to work in the film industry in, in some which, some way, shape, or form. My idea was to start as a writer, and I, and I did start as a writer. Um, but I was, my idea was that I would be working on my writing at night and then playing football during the day. And, you know, that was the, I'd keep my mind working and as I was bashing my head against <laughs> other people's heads. Yeah, it sounds a little contradictory. <laughs> oh, <but> I, <laughs> I want, that's my life. Yeah, that, is, that is absolutely my life. <laughs> so that's 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 what I thought I'd be doing and, and, and I'm and I've been blessed, so blessed and lucky to be able to be doing that for so many years. I don't want to say how many, but it's been a long time. <laughs> but I saw you went to high school with uh Charlie Cheen and Rob Lowe. Uh, elementary school. Oh really? I mean I played you know, Charlie and I were on baseball teams forever together, um, you know, all over the place. I mean Rob didn't really participate in sports. He wasn't a sportster. The girls loved Rob. Like, yeah, he didn't want to hurt the face, right? <laughs> he didn't want to hurt the face. Not the face. Uh, you know, he, you know, he liked it. His, his his brother Chad was a was a better athlete than than Rob. But you know, we were such a small little area growing up that uh, we all knew each other so well, so well. I mean, Malibu now only has like thirteen thousand people in it. People don't realize that, but there's not a whole lot of folks out here. Do you all stay in touch? Oh yeah, it's family. If I see any of them, it's it's family. Right away, even though, you know, look, some guys have made some poor choices and done some weird things, and um, but they're still family. Like, Sean Penn and I, like, our, our parents are best friends. I see Sean, it's, it's family. I couldn't disagree with him more politically on most everything, um, but 
I still love the guy. Do you learn who your friends are in Hollywood when you come out and support a President Trump? <laughs> I, I, I realize that people have this – President Trump broke a lot of people. They have such a – some people just have such a clear total dislike for him that they are blinded to anything else. They can't talk policy. They can't do anything. Um, but I'd love to get them involved in a conversation. Let's have this. Let's have a discussion. What don't you like? Oh, I can't stand him. He's so rude. Blah blah. But what about his policies? Well, uh, what, 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 uh, and I get nothing. So that's what I get into. I was like, look, you don't have to like the guy. I don't. That's up to you. you some people don't like me. Maybe I don't like you. But policy is what what matters to you know when a politician steps out there. And the policies that President Trump had in place were a thousand times better. Uh, than the policies that this current administration has, and they, I want, I want to discuss policy. They don't really. Hollywood also is is a is a land of cowards. They would never say, um, you know, I, I disagree with this and blah blah and blah blah. They they don't really say that. They 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 would they kind of smile to your face and then stab you in the back as you walk away. Well, did you see that uh, this Sydney Sweeney? Uh, she's uh, in Euphoria, the show. Euphoria. I've never watched it, but it's you know popular. But apparently now she's like maybe getting canceled because she threw a part. Did you see this? She like threw a party for her mom and apparently people were wearing like make 60 great again hats. And then there was some guy in a, uh, you know, a, a pro, you know, police. Blue lives. Yeah. Blue lives, blue lives matter. Something like that. And then now she's there's like I'm even like looking at the news articles right now. It's insane. It's absolute madness. God bless her and her family. Happy birthday to her mom. And I, you know, me, I don't just, again, the idea that, you know, somebody wears a back the blue shirt and that's offensive is totally insane. I, and I go so far as to strap on a badge and a gun. <laughs> so I, I go the exact opposite. I mean, I go full blue. So I think that's just madness. And, and look, City Sweeney's 24 years old. She's drop dead gorgeous. Um, and she's on a, a, a show I haven't watched it either because I, I don't watch many shows. But um, bless her, and she'll hopefully just give him all the finger and, and, and carry on with what she's doing. I haven't seen this stuff. I should look it up. But the idea of canceling someone because they support law enforcement or because they support President Trump or even, even that, that, that shout-out to President Trump or even, you know, I mean, somebody else, uh, who is it? It's, it's uh, Nick Searcy, a buddy of mine, real good buddy of mine, and, um, an outspoken conservative is hysterical. I think he, what did he have a hat? Make, make Americans smart again. I think that's what his hat was. Um, but it, it, listen, it, I have, listen, I, I, I've met with president Trump in the oval office. I've got one of his 45 hats. That thing is awesome. I love it. Um, and I think it says make America great again. Um, I don't wear it out there. Um, just because I don't like to wear red hats, but <laughs> just because I wear black hats, that's what I like to wear. Um, red, red's um, not your color then. Is that what you're red, saying? <laughs> it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the, the implication, but red is not my color. Um, orange, I'd wear orange only because, uh, orange and black were the Princeton Tigers and, and I, and I could do that. Um, but, uh, but that's about it. Um, and I wear purple sometimes now because my son uh, goes to a school, High Point University, and they're purple. Um, but uh, no, red's not my color. And I, but it has nothing to do with the, the, the idea that it's a, the Make America Great Again head. And Sydney Sweeney, good for her. Stand strong um, and just don't listen to all that stupid noise. Continue just being a, a, an actor and do your thing, girl. Well, and also, I, I don't think these people understand. If you just ignore it. It goes away. 
it's going to go away. Yep. Yeah. And they'll go find another target. It's when they keep apologizing and, you know, they bend, Never apologize. They bend the knee. That's when you get canceled. If you're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. It was my mom's birthday. I move on. Then people will move on. Yep. She should. They will. I, I did notice that because um, I, I was targeted with a lot of that stuff early on. And, you know, you can't I, I'll never apologize for for something unless I've you know made a legitimate mistake. You know, um, but then I would say, I mean, I was wrong about that. This is how it should be. But bowing, bending the knee and bowing to the mob is an absolute, uh, it's, it's a disaster for anybody. And I've seen it happen to people who I respect, too. And I'm like, oh, man, why did you do that? You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel any better now, does it? And now um, you're, you're getting hit from both sides. So it's just screw that. Hold strong with your beliefs. Let it go and move on. You're right. So this is this thing about her will probably go away in the, within two weeks. Why do you think so many people bend the knee? I think they just want to be accepted. You know, they don't want to have that cancel culture mob, like, staring at them and yelling at them. You, you feel attacked, and you just want to go, look, no, no, everything's cool. We're, I'm okay. You know, don't don't turn on me. I was just saying this. And I think they're just scared. I think they're just scared, you know, in this, this world where if you say the one wrong thing or do one wrong – I mean – even in the NFL, if you just have an accusation without anything, anything um, without being charged with a crime, if you have an accusation now, it's enough to get people, you know, tossed off of teams and things like that, which I think is insane. It's it's so I think people just don't want to get canceled and they're scared, so they just try and no 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 I, I I'm a supporter of this or that or whatever, um, and it's crazy. I, you can't it it doesn't work it just doesn't work never bow to the outrage mob quick commercial break back with dean kane on the other side i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now i'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it join me monday to friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means follow the global story from the bbc wherever you listen to podcasts this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You had mentioned your son. I, I, you guys have a really special bond. I, I've seen you guys together. There's clearly, you know, so much love there. How, how hard was it? How hard has it been to, to be a single father? So he is my favorite person on the planet. I love that kid so much. He is so cool. So different than me too, though, which is so funny. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you want your dad, your son to be a little mini, mini you. Like my son is not, he is his own person. But, um, I raised him. Um, I fought a nasty custody battle when he was born, uh, when he was 18 months old, actually. Um, and it went on for 14 months, cost me millions of dollars. It was awful, ugly. Um, and then uh, I ended up with full custody of him when he was nine, but fully legally uh, when he was 11 or 12. Um, I changed everything that I did. It was no longer my, – my career wasn't what was the focus of my life, my son was and the career took second place so i turned down being what would have been possibly the highest paid actor in television um for a show that ended up going six years uh, wasn't in la and that was the reason i had to turn it down um because i was trying to i was in the middle of fighting for joint custody of my son and i would have to fight a move away case and i put my attorney said you probably i can't say you're going to win this um i said so i can choose about for i can choose between being a father or uh, having this career and make all this money here and he was like yeah i said okay i choose dad i choose being a father because because my um i was adopted my dad adopted me when i was four and i look at all the times in my life where i needed him and man they were a lot um and so i was never going to abandon my son in any way shape or form uh like that so i i didn't and i was just it was tough to balance being a dad and still making movies so i started making a lot of hallmark movies a lot of kids movies and things like that where I could bring him on set with me and have him around and, and he'd see what we're shooting and it's okay. I'm not shooting everybody and blowing everything up or, you know, those kinds of films. And I may, I still made those kinds of films, some of them here and there, but um, I started making a change what I was, what I was doing uh, in front of the camera so that my son could be there. Um, now he's 22 years old. He's a senior at high point university in North Carolina. He is just doing so well um he's happy as can be and um it just it makes my heart uh it, it explode out of my chest i don't know there's something about it i my i my uh my not my attorney my um uh, accountant my business manager told me way back in the day he has several kids he's like dean you need to have more kids because when you only have one like this you love him so much that if anything goes wrong it destroys you you got to have enough where you you know you can you can spread it out a little bit <laughs> I did not take that advice uh, to heart. And so I only have the one boy. I have some God kids and others that I really care for and take care of, but there's nothing like uh, love I have for my son. I've never experienced anything like it. It's the greatest thing ever. Well, I've seen you guys together and I, I've met him. He's awesome. So you've done a, you've done a good job <laughs> as a dad. Yeah. My mom says that you're, you're only as happy as your least happy kid. <laughs> like, yes. And, and she has I four. That so saying. that's a lot. <laughs> There's four of it's us. It's a hundred percent true. Your mom is a hundred percent correct. Although she also told me I was more difficult to raise than all three boys combined. <laughs> uh, also, I totally believe that. <laughs> Not from you specifically, but, but uh, I have noticed as my, my, 
sister is raising a daughter, uh, it's a lot more complicated. We're pretty simple. Men, we're, 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 pr we're pretty simple. We actually belong in at least a full grade below um, the same age girls that were, I, I noticed that too. Like, like we, we should be a grade below um, because we're just not as smart. Well, you know, we have a lot of emotions, particularly when we're younger and that I was very, I was very stubborn <laughs> and independent. If you, if you can imagine. So <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, can imagine although I, I do my best to take care of them now. I feel like I like owe them <laughs> this like huge debt from what I put them through. So I'm, like, I'm like, what do you guys need? How can I help? You know, like, yeah. How can I help? I understand yeah, what I, I was. I realize what I... <laughs> I understand my yeah. difficulty uh, here. I, it's my, uh, my exactly. paying Exactly. I'm paying my debts, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so you had played uh, Peter Strzok in the play FBI Lovebirds. Uh, what do you, why do you think the FBI rated President Trump? I, I think, I, I, you know, hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think it all goes... I have never seen government persecution of an individual. It's political... It's disgusting. They're all political attacks. The entire time he was in office, it was the same thing. Both impeachments were jokes. I mean, ridiculous situations. And I've never seen anybody uh, so maligned as President Trump. I think it was about January 6th. I think they were trying to get more information and they're trying to keep him from running in 2024. Um, it's disgusting to me. We're not, you know, this isn't uh, some banana republic here. You know, the, he has, it is total persecution of a political rival and it's disgusting. It is kind of scary though. Matt Walsh tweeted this out today actually in response to the Sydney Sweeney stuff. And he said, we're like a month away from the Salem witch trials, but it, it does feel like, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it does kind of feel like that a little bit. It is a, a little bit it scary does. in the direction that this is all heading and, and just the vitriolic uh, rhetoric and actions towards people like us who supported President Trump. Yeah, it's 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 insane, um, and it it is. I think it's been being cultivated at the you know educational level um, for a long time, and been sort of been putting putting these these ideas in people's minds. Um, it's crazy. It's like they haven't studied history. We have plenty of examples of stuff like this happening in the past and in other countries. Even in this country, I mean, even in this country, we've seen stuff like that before. Even you know the the all of the blacklisting and stuff that went in Hollywood, um, which which is which is still, you know, <laughs> quietly happening here. Uh, it's like shadow banning, you know, that sort of stuff. It's 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 insanity. Um, it's wrong, and and hopefully this pendulum will swim uh, swing back um, where people will be able to respect people with other opinions. There are all the people going, oh, it's all about diversity uh, and inclusion except for diversity of opinion. If you got the wrong opinion, oh, you're out. You're gone. So it's their complete, complete, um, um, what's the word? It starts with an H, a hypocrite. There it is. Uh, they're complete and total hypocrites when they talk about that stuff. And it's always, I get more hate and vitriol from the people who have like love and, and acceptance and resist and stuff in their bio. Love everyone, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody should be included. Oh, you, I hate you. I hope, you know, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to the love and, the diversity and acceptance it's just gone now because i don't agree with you politically interesting it's insanity although i think republicans have sort of wisened up because it's like they always try to or they're like oh you say you're a christian like this that and, the, and i'm like you know what i don't need lectures from people who like support transitioning children and like murdering babies so you know what i mean like i really don't need a lecture from you so you oh but know. you're gonna get it you're gonna get it i don't know do people actually approach you and have those conversations with you because they don't ever 
with me almost never. It's just Twitter. It's Twitter. Oh, Twitter for sure. Everyone's brave on Twitter. I have to log off sometimes because <laughs> people, it just gets exhausting sometimes being on there with all this stuff. It really, it really does. Well, and we've done internment camps before as a country as well. So, I mean, it's like, I, I do worry a little bit about. My family was interred. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm Japanese. I knew that, but oh, I didn't yeah. really. Nobody yeah. seems to know. Yeah, my family, my, 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 my father, my grandfather, my whole family, they were interred. Uh, my Japanese side during World War II. And Minidoka over there in Idaho, about 40 minutes from where I serve as an officer. I haven't been there, but I'm, I just recently found this stuff out because I don't know that side of the family very well because I never knew that my biological father never knew him. So, but some, you know, with all this information that's out there in these 23andMe and Ancestry.com, I'm, I'm finding stuff out. It's actually fascinating. But yeah, they were interred. It just seems like we're heading towards... It, it just with the left, the ends justify the means. And I really honestly think we're getting to a place where, uh, you know, they'd be willing to do anything one to stop Trump and then two to retain power. And then that creates obviously a really dangerous scenario in the country. It absolutely does. And I pray we don't get there. I think we uh, cooler heads will prevail. I'm also the ultimate optimist. So I, I feel like it will hopefully be a big red wave in November We'll get some things back on track. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are fighting sort of the good fight, whether it's the Daily Wire and those folks or the Babylon Bee or people like that that are sort of keeping the, uh, the side sort of balanced. Uh, and I like that. And I hope that continues. And I hope that that's why there's like, you know, there's a reason Fox News has been number one for what 30 years. You know what I mean? Um, there are people who are paying attention to that. And, and, and MSNBC and CNN or, you know, CNN went far left and they, they lost all their audience. That stuff that speaks volumes. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely more of like a realist. Like people are like, Oh, it's half full or Oh, it's half empty. I'm like, no, it's just half. you know, it's just right there. It's right in the middle. You know, I do want to be a, an optimist though. I believe in the United States and I believe in, um, that people will, will, will come to their senses. Um, you know, things like defund the police won't be, won't be, be something that people are, are chanting the stupidity of it all. I mean, I said these things back when it first came out cashless bail. I'm like, what could go wrong? I mean, I, I remember being on and, and hosting Fox and friends and having, you know, I remember having Nicole Maliotakis before she was elected to Congress talk. She was running and I remember having a conversation. How insane is this? And then now we see the results of it. It's, it's craziness that has been going on. And, and those progressive policies don't work. They just don't, period. And then they're like, we don't know why this is happening. And it's like, well, it's <laughs> it's pretty odd. It's because you're just letting – it's a revolving door of crime. You're letting these people out on the streets. And that's why it's happening. It's really not that difficult. It's very much common sense. Extreme common sense. And the four police officers are doing their job. But the prosecutors won't won't prosecute them or keep you know people have like you know nineteen counts on their rap sheet you know you're like well, well come on and, and it's you can't keep just letting them out what's going to happen is there's going to be a there's going to be pushback and people are going to take the 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 law into their own hands it's going to get ugly and people someone's going to go and try to do one of those you know smash and grabs someone's going to get shot or a bunch of people are going to get shot it's going to get awful. Um, and and I hope I hope it doesn't, but I fear that's where it's going because people won't put up with it. They just won't. 
And it's like the same thing with illegal immigration. You've got all these people like Mayor Adams that they were like, oh, diversity is restrained. Let, <laughs> let, the, let them all in. And then the second people start showing up in New York City and D.C., they're like, oh, this is too much. This is so cruel. Like, we can't afford it. Or this is overwhelming or infrastructure or health care. You know, and it's like, well, this is what we've been saying. Screaming. the natural conclusion of your policies. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the idea of what's happening at the border it literally stuns me. It's stunning. Like that is such a Congress so abdicating their job. That literally is their job. And the fact that you, you know, try and go into any other country. I've had a home in Spain for 20 years, which I've often said to you, you can go stay at anytime you want to, by the way. I know. I um, need to take you up on that. <laughs> you should. Uh, it's lovely. Um, but I mean, you, you, you have to, when you go into these other countries, you have to follow their laws. You have to follow their rules. You can't just cruise in and and do that sort of stuff. I mean, like, it, it's crazy what we're allowing to happen on our southern border. Uh, it is not in any way, shape, or form um, uh, being being fair to the people are, that are coming through. And the, even the steps they're taking to go through with the cartels and all of the horrific freaking um, fentanyl and stuff that's coming through. I mean, it's insane what's going on there. Uh, and they're pretending like it doesn't exist. This administration has, like, re- tried to redefine so many – the border is closed. No, it's not. It's not even close to close. They say it enough times. They think that you, you're going to believe it. Um, you know, and this inflation is transitory. No, it's not. You know, there's a zero percent, zero. That's how much inflation happened this month. Yeah, because it's already at nine percent, and it just stayed the same. It just didn't grow. I mean, they just are redefining things, and the idea that people are going to just buy it, and people are for some reason. I mean, I think people are waking up to it, but um, a lot of people are just buying what they're selling, and it's ridiculous. It reminds me of. The old regimes back in the day, um, old, you know, autocratic regimes down in you know Latin America. It's, it's craziness. Well, Jesse Kelly has this great theory. It's the sky is green theory. And he says that if I am not going to do it justice, but basically if Joe Biden went out tomorrow and said the sky is green, you would have everyone in the press saying the sky is green. You'd start seeing academic papers about how the sky is green. You would have LeBron James would come out and say, hey, the sky is green. Buy my favorite Nikes. And then like Hollywood would start having, you know, the sky is green in the backdrop of movies. And then by the end of it, you know, half of the country would say the sky is green, even though it's clearly not. And you could look up and see that it's blue. What do you think is going to happen this November? I pray that it's going to be a big, giant red wave. Um and we'll have some balance restored to this. Uh, our politicians, our political machine, uh, Congress and Senate. I'd love to see Congress and Senate turn red, um, and to to basically just um, and, and, and voters to say it's a full rejection of of this current regime's um, uh, administration's policies. I would love to see that happen. What do I think is going to happen? I don't know because I don't want to, you know, like it's before I play a football game. I gotta say we're going to win by twenty points, but. Um, I'd like to win. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like for common sense to win. I'd like there to see a, a bunch of people, um, uh, um, Republicans get elected and restore balance to this to this administration because right now it's completely out of control. They got a problem. They got a spending problem for sure. And the idea of hiring eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. I mean, it's it, it feels like government against the people, and it's just very odd. It does feel like that. Uh, you know, it it. it and, and then just a complete disconnect, too, as I mentioned earlier about their policy. They're just completely uh, insulated from these policies that are just destroying the lives of so many Americans. It's it's sad to see. Well, of course, because they're they, they go in and they're worth three hundred thousand dollars when they go in. And then five years later, they're worth, you know, 30 million. 
How does that happen? Hmm. That's what I was saying about Trump the other day on like Fox. I was like, whatever you think of the guy, like he's one of the few politicians that had something to lose when he went into politics. You know, everyone else, as you just mentioned, they go into it to get rich, right? Like you, Joe Biden. In what world would Joe Biden be worth eight million dollars in the private sector? Like the guy's an idiot. <laughs> None. You know. None. Like in what world is, yeah. He's never worked in the private sector. Exactly, because he's an idiot. So he stays in government. (laughs) But uh, anywho, but yeah, we need to catch up soon in person. I, you know, I always enjoy seeing you. You're an awesome guy. Anything else you want to leave us with, Dean, before we go? Well, just the thought that, again, I'm an optimist and I hope that things will flip back around and start making making more sense again. And, and, um, and, And I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see, America thriving um, and, and coming together as opposed to what I think has been happening um, the last few years, which is where, you know, everybody's trying to divide everyone and so on and so forth. Um, I, I just, I want to leave people with the, the, the thought and the hope that, uh, that things will become more um, unified moving forward and hopefully it'll happen, start happening in November. But I promise you either way, I'm going to be a full optimist and working my tail off and having a great time. It <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'll succeed regardless. I appreciate that. Dean Kane. Nice to catch up with you, my friend next time in person. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Happy to anytime. It was nice to take, uh, you know, we got into some politics, but it's nice to take a little bit of a break every once in a while. Everything is so heavy right now. I'm sure you guys at home are, are feeling it too. I appreciate you listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for putting the show together. And please make sure to leave us a review, rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts, and, and please make sure to share it with your friends and, and on social media. Thanks so much. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play are you on the hunt for a new home this spring but don't know where to start fisher homes is your solution your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space start your journey by selecting your ideal home site like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans bring it all together at our lifestyle design center let fisher homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com the wait is almost over Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, 
Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.